This is Better Benefits, a podcast from the team at Brella Insurance. We're talking about how to use employee benefits to build a world where health hardships don't create financial burdens. If you're a broker or employer looking for fresh ideas and new products employees will actually use, this show's for you. Hi there, I'm Laura Cave, head of marketing here at Brella, and I'm here with my chief revenue officer, Mike Zarillo, for a very special episode of Better Benefits. Today is our 25th episode, and we're also celebrating one whole year since we brought the Brella product to market. So we thought it's only fitting to let you hear from some of the brains behind this operation as we reflect on all that we've learned in the past year and look forward to what's ahead. So today, Mike and I are really excited to welcome back our founder and CEO, Veer Gidwani. Say hello. Hi there. And our chief insurance officer, Amanda Turcott. Hi. And I also want to welcome our director of product strategy, Abigail Albright. Hello. You know, on one hand, a year is not really that long. But it's about seven years in the lifetime of a startup. So I think it's really such an honor and such an exciting time to be here with all of you today and to spend a few minutes reflecting on how far we've come. A year ago, we had just announced $7 million in seed funding from some really fantastic investors who are still here supporting us. And we had just heard that we were officially licensed in the state of Texas We launched our end-to-end paperless platform that handles everything from quotes to claims, and we got our first quote shortly after that. And as exciting as that was, we've come a really long way since then. So I want to let you hear from our team about what's going on now, what we've learned, and where we're headed next. And I'm hopeful that in addition to providing an update for those of you who are sort of following our journey at Brella, we'll also share some lessons and inspiration that equips and encourages you no matter what kind of professional challenges you're facing, whether it's as a benefit advisor or administrator. So to get started, my first question, when you guys think about the time period of the last year and all the progress that we've made and all the hard work that we've done, what are you the most proud of? Vera, let's start with you. Oh, I love that question. Well, for me, it, it comes down to the team that we put together here at Brella. One, for me, it's just a deep honor to be able to work with folks that I really respect and love. And I couldn't imagine building an organization with a group, any anything other than what we've built here. And you know, to me, it's so important to find people who are both mission aligned and values aligned. And you know, given what we're working on at Brella, the impact it's having on people, finding folks that believe in this mission and really want to work on it has has been possible. We've been able to find lots of folks who are excited to solve this problem. But on top of that, you know, making sure that we're all values aligned is really important. And you know, we really focus on being hardworking and helpful and humble with really high standards. And I can say that that's that's certainly how every single person on this team operates. But in addition to the to the team here that is building and going to market and doing all the important things every day, we also have a really terrific group of advisors, great board, all of whom also share our passion and our values. And you know, to me, bringing that group together is is what I'm most proud about. Abby, how about you? 
This is a tough one. There is a lot, I think, to be proud of here. I would probably have to say I am most proud of our initial launch and just overall speed to market in Texas. It's funny because looking back to, well, I guess just over a year ago, this was absolutely my number one stressor. You always want to launch faster than you do. So those pre-launch months were definitely a grind. But when you look back, we went into 2020 with a virtual whiteboard drawing of what an end-to-end fully integrated customer journey could look like. It was a ton of technology to deliver. And I'm really proud of how quickly the team was able to make that happen. In basically seven months is what you're saying. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Wow. Mike, what about you? Yeah, great question. I, I think I'll answer it from from two angles. You know, I've, I've said it before, maybe even on this episode, Laura, that I have the luxury or we in at least distribution have had the luxury of telling the Brella story day in and day out. And it's, and it's a really awesome story. So I'm, I'm proud of the team internally at Brella who's enabled us to go to market and tell a really good story. But then once we're doing that and we're in market, I'm really just so excited about the relationships that we're building with brokers and, and other distribution partners. And we're working with some really impressive, talented consultative, sophisticated partners who are seeing our product as something really different and being able to connect the dots to what we thought we were building to actually how partners are using this product to solve some tough challenges with their employer clients is incredibly satisfying and and rewarding. Yeah, absolutely. So not only are you seeing that kind of response in the broker space in the distribution space, but we're also seeing that kind of enthusiasm and energy, you know, from other members of the insurance community, other insurance carriers, as well as from state insurance departments, which is surprising to me sometimes to get excitement from a regulator. But, you know, I think when we are inventors here at Brella, we've invented a new insurance product and a new way to interact with our customers across the value spectrum. And when you're an inventor, of course, your product is beautiful. But as they say, the proof of the pudding is in the eating. And I think as we bring more and more partners online, we see that happening every day. The enthusiasm we get back you know, all across the spectrum has just been really delightful to watch. That's awesome. I know we've been really excited as a team to hear you report back that people in this state or that state have said, wow, you know people really need a umbrella plan here. Let's do it, you know? And, and so those, we were really sweating that first state approval. And now as we move toward nationwide expansion, we're, we're getting state approvals every day. And that's a testament to, to all the work that your team has been doing, Amanda. So that's really cool. Um, so now that, you know, we're a year into this in market, I'm curious, what is something that has surprised you? Well, I'll jump in on that. Thank you, Laura. You know, we had intended all along to build Brella in a way that could really accommodate the different kinds of realities that that folks face on a day-to-day basis in terms of where and how they work. And the intention was for Brella to be remote. Now, of course, with the pandemic, all organizations had been forced into that, whether they wanted it or not. But the timing of it here at Brella was one where it meant that not only were we all working remotely, but in fact, most of us, the vast majority of us, have actually never met each other in person. So 
in addition to taking on the the daunting challenge, as Amanda said, of inventing something new, building an insurance company from nothing, the virtual whiteboard, as Abby pointed out, building relationships and momentum with partners in the field. You know, all of that has happened without this team getting together in person at all, really. And, you know, I think that goes back to what I'd mentioned earlier on of there being a shared purpose and a shared set of values. Because I think that unless you have those two things, it's it's really not possible to do all this as we have. So that's one thing that's really surprised me. The second thing is, you know, we we had a lot of interest from the investment community to raise capital uh, in our Series A a lot sooner than we had anticipated. And in retrospect, having done that now, it was it was absolutely the right thing to do at the right time because what it's enabled us to do is move even faster and to accelerate. And you know, we'll be announcing a lot in the coming months, but suffice to say, you know, we're going to be able to bring this product to folks all across the country, you know, much sooner than we had initially thought would be possible. Yeah, that's really exciting. And I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because I actually forget that I've never seen some of you in person. I don't know how tall you are. It's strange. And yet we work so effectively together every day. And and this was always the intention, like before it was was sort of thrust upon so many employer groups. So you know, huge kudos to to Veer for the way he has created structures and processes for us to engage virtually. And that's kept everybody really, really productive. What else has been surprising to you guys? Laura, I'll, I'll chime in. And, and I'm not sure this is as much of a surprise as it is stronger market validation that than, than we may have thought. And we knew coming out of the gate that we had built something radically different when it comes to supplemental health insurance, and you know, I often tell brokers, I'm going to poke at the products that you're have made been sort of made available to you, you know, but they're outdated, they're complex, there's multiple options, and I think brokers have really appreciated the simplicity of our product and really the many ways in which it can be deployed, especially when it comes to funding. And you know, we did an episode, if you recall, obviously about employer contributions and just how much the market is embracing our product for all that it does and how that's garnering deeper levels of employer support than than we thought we might see out of the gate. So, you know, we're not just the next voluntary benefit product. We truly are a health plan solution. And that endorsement from broker advisors and that support we're seeing with employers has just been incredibly positive. Right. And it's not just that employers are saying yes and signing up, they're actually buying Brella in a different way than they would ever buy another voluntary product. Right, Mike? Yeah, that's right. And, you know, we've we've seen it as little as a, you know, per employee per month subsidy or contribution, and we've seen it full funding. And, And again, to your point, I think when an employer is looking at the options in their benefits portfolio, you know, we knew that a good supplemental health plan logically should be the next most important benefit in the portfolio after the primary health insurance. And that's playing itself out. Right. That's awesome. So, you know, we talked a little bit about working remotely as a team and obviously we're trying to scale a new business, which there's a lot that goes into that. I'm wondering if you, you all can talk to us now a little bit about 
some of the most important personal or team practices that you think allowed us to get to the point that we're at today? I'm happy to jump in, Laura, with that. I think on my end, I would have to say showing appreciation and just really trying to foster we're all in it together type of environment. I think that just creates this like positive chain reaction that you then get to see ripple throughout the rest of the company. You know, Vera, you said this earlier, we have a group of incredibly talented, hardworking people here. They could work anywhere and they choose to join us on this journey. And we really try not to take that for granted. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's it's incredible what it will do to have a collaborative team. This is a value that we talk about all the time, being helpful to each other. And when you have a culture of helpfulness on a team, when inevitably that last minute request comes through that requires some painful hours at a painful time of day, (laughs) somehow people find it within themselves to get it done. And I know Abby's witnessed that all over the place with our incredible engineering team. And really, you know, kudos to to Veer for setting that as an objective and, and to Abby for building the the team that way. Because I mean, that's how you build an end-to-end platform in seven months. You have people who are helpful and who feel that they're in it together, you know? Yeah. It helps a lot with the motivation, the culture alignment. You know, Vera goes back to the point that you were making around all focused on solving the same goal and passionate about it. And, you know, you see that in every aspect of what we do. Yep. And no big project gets done without good project management. And I think that's my core practice that's moved, you know, our team or, you know, helped our team forward this year. I've really observed personally, I bullet journal every day and every week. And that's, you know, taking a, as a busy mom of seven and professional in the insurance space, as you can imagine, there's dozens of to-dos on my list at any given time. And you can spin your wheels, whether it's in a project that has a lot of to-dos or you know, personal life, trying to prioritize what needs to be done next, what needs to be done next. And one thing that you know, bullet journaling helps me to do is focus on what are the items that I'm going to get done today, and then you know, have a ongoing list set aside of all the items that need to, to get done, but the ones that aren't prioritized for today, I'm not thinking about today. And similarly, I mean, I would say. I've seen excellent project management, you know, with our insurance partners, our fronting carriers that help us get into market at the speed that that we need to. Yeah, I think you raise a good point, Amanda, about partners, because we, you know, no, no, no organization is going to be able to accomplish their goal without finding other organizations and groups of folks who want to be helpful as well, whether it's designers, writers, engineers, actuaries, interns, you know, across the board sales talent that you know we've we've wanted to consult with to just get an idea of how to approach something a bit differently. Whatever it might be, I think what one thing that we've taken a lot of effort in is to help those those individuals and those groups that play a role along the way to feel like they're really part of this and to make sure that they really appreciate not just what we're doing, but why we're doing and hopefully are motivated by why we're doing it and want to get engaged and give it their best effort to help move the Brella journey forward. And to that end, you know, it's really easy to get focused on the trees and not not sort of lift up now and then to appreciate the forest in front of you. And I think one thing that we try to do is celebrate the little wins along the way 
the big wins are obvious and you know they, they get talked about but the little wins are the are the things that individuals on a day-to-day basis can feel really proud of and to acknowledge them and to talk about them and to share them i think is really important and to make the space and time to do that has been a part of what we're trying to do here at Brella and the culture we're trying to build. So celebrating wins, I think, is um, another practice that's been really, really uh, positive for all of us. Yeah. And on, on, on top of that, I, I might just say maybe give ourselves a virtual pat on the back. I mean, if you think about what we've done in the last year in launching our company in a hyper-competitive space in the midst of a pandemic, you know, if, if I think about some of the practices to get to get through that. It takes a lot, right? It takes a lot of grit and it takes a lot of, you know, focus and and you know commitment to the basics. And and I, I agree with everything that you all just said. And, and I think the other thing too, if I if I sort of look externally at trying to, you know, get us going in a new market with a new company and a new brand and and a new product that's really, you know, quite a bit different was being willing to ask for help. And, you know, two decades into this for me, one of the things I was just so excited about and appreciative for was, you know, the help we got in market, right? Folks that I've known or we've known over time to maybe give us an introduction or help us get a meeting or maybe help uh, set the stage for a conversation has been just terrific. And, And I think, Laura, as we talked about creating this podcast we sort of threw the it takes a village concept out there, right? It does. It takes a village for all of us to kind of come together and make an impact in what we're doing. So, you know, being willing to ask for help has been just, and actually getting help is, has been just incredible. I love hearing you guys talk about this because we don't always talk about it, but we're doing it. So hearing you guys zoom out and reflect on what we're doing and why, you know, I can really testify that with celebrating wins comes some training in being generous with your gratitude with your teammates. You know, if you come from a corporate environment where that wasn't done or that wasn't cool or or that felt like giving power away or something like that, you can kind of hang back. But when everybody's doing it, you sort of feel like, oh yeah, like this person worked really hard to get that thing done for me this week so that I could continue on and complete something that was on my list. And watching you guys as leaders model that and and jumping in and participating with that, I mean, the, the energy that comes from that is so, there's so much power in that for the team. And there's just, when you're tired, that's where really good energy comes from. And we need that to keep going and to keep doing the hard work. And also when it comes to you know to what mike said about asking for help we also have a really strong culture here of cultivating relationships with advisors and asking for advice and you know when you're doing a job you've never done before which hopefully you are because that means you're growing as a professional there's somebody who's awesome at that thing that is intimidating confusing or hard for you And if there's a way to bring that person into the fold as an advisor, or even just, you know, have a 30 minute conversation to pick their brain on how did they do that project? What did they pay for it? Like, you know, things like that. It's worth the doing. And and it's so pleasantly surprising how willing people are to offer advice from their experience. So that's been, you know, a really big win, I know, for myself personally and in the marketing team. So, you know, I also mentioned in addition to a year in market, 
This is our 25th episode and we will do 25 more and then 25 more. So this is nowhere near the end of our journey with better benefits, but we're enjoying it so much. And we hope that our listeners are too. And I wanted to take a few minutes in this podcast to reflect on some of the lessons. I mean, we, we learn from our experience, but we also learn from other amazing leaders and innovators in our industry who we get to talk to on this show. So with that, I wanted to ask you guys, what is your favorite Better Benefits episode, and what did you learn? Yeah, well, as an actuary, I'm keenly attuned to and taught to follow quantitative analysis and learn from the numbers around me, analyze those, and use those to develop solutions. But one of our Better Benefits podcast episodes was with Carolyn McMahon, who is an expert practitioner in qualitative research. And one thing I've learned from her and others who practice human-centered design is the importance of not only uncovering the what that quantitative analysis can show us, but also the why that comes from asking people, listening to them in a qualitative way, and bringing out those qualitative insights to really inform the product design of, you know, not only insurance products, but technology solutions and all sorts of things. And I think that's one thing that sets us ahead and apart as a company, um, is we're not only asking the what and finding the solution to the what, but we're also asking the why and using that to drive solutions. Yeah, I love that episode as well. I'm one of our podcast's biggest fans, and I have lots of episodes that I've loved. And one that stands out that I wanted to talk about, Laura, is the podcast we did with Alex Fromeyer over at Beam Dental. And what I, what I'm really it sounds so obvious, but but it hadn't been done. And credit to the team at Beam for doing this and making it foundational to their company. But the idea that if you brush your teeth often and well, it probably means that you're less likely or have a lower risk to need extra dental care. And as a result, shouldn't you receive better price? And because of that, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Similarly, you know, if you drive more responsibly, should you have cheaper car insurance? You know, these things, if you ask regular people, they that makes a ton of sense. Like, yes, I should have to pay less for my dental insurance if I take care of my teeth. And, you know, Beam decided to make that real. And that's really inspiring for us because, you know, we, we I know we've written about this and we've talked about this, but the idea that building an insurance product and a platform to bring that product to life is not something that happens sequentially. It's something that happens simultaneously. And it's possible that a well-designed insurance product will take advantage of well-designed technology much more effectively. And similarly, well-designed technology can take advantage of a well-designed product where you create sort of these 10x improvement scenarios, where not only is it better for the customer, the ultimate you know, member, someone is going to receive a payment from Brella and at the same time, you know, do it in a way that creates a, a better, more efficient, more effective business that can drive a lot of value for people. So anyway, I, I thought that Alex's podcast was was really inspiring in that sense. Abby, I'm curious what you're going to say. <laughs> I was giggling to myself, Laura, because I know you and I have had a number of conversations offline about some of the episodes that I have really loved or really hit home for me. One of those is definitely the Maven Clinic episode with Sonia Milsom. Their mission just overall around women's health and supporting families on their journey to parenting, whatever that may be, is 
near and dear to my heart personally. And there is just so much to be said, I think, for the problem that they're trying to solve around access to care, availability, accessibility, breaking down those barriers for people. And the trust factor that she talks about is so, so important. And I think something that you know, really resonated with me, but also something that, you know, a lot of other industries and companies can take and and sort of build off of and learn from and try to implement in their own way. That's awesome. Yeah. I know one that that Abby and I have raved about that I'll mention here is the episode that we did with salary finance. We have some friends at the company and we're big fans, but I just think that their approach to lending in a way with their salary linked loans and combined with financial literacy education and paying off those loans over time so that your credit is better at the end of the day. This is what helps people really recover financially and start to build financial muscle for their life, for their family. And, you know, Anita Ward is just so unbelievably inspiring having grown up and faced homelessness as a child and really, you know, sitting out in life without a lot of financial education and moving herself to to a place now where she's leading an organization like this, you know, it is just unbelievable. So so that was a really great episode and I encourage everybody to listen to it if you haven't yet. Mike, what about you? I mean, you've you've been next to me in almost all of these conversations, and I know we've been having a great time doing it. Which one sticks out to you? Well, I'm going to sit on the fence here and say I I love them all. They've all been really great conversations. And I think the ones that have been mentioned certainly are really great episodes. But we've had, you know, we've had some really talented, you know, broker, consultant, you know, practice leader guests. We've had thought leaders and and it's been great. So I almost don't know if I could could pick one, but I do have to take a second and recognize you as the host. And it's really a, a, an honor to sit alongside you and do these. I know you work hard to, to pull together, you know, not only the scheduling and getting our guests lined up, but making sure that we're able to allow them to have a platform to tell their story in a way that sort of connects the dots around this theme of, of better benefits. So, you know, kudos to you for that. Well, thank you for that. I remember it was about a year ago that you were like, hey, what if we did a podcast? And I was like, that sounds fun. Let's do it. And, and you know, here we are. Yeah, I think it's it's exceeded all of our expectations of what it would feel like to do it. And, and I'm hoping that, you know, it's, it's connecting with our audience in, in that way as well. So good stuff. All right. Last question as we start to wrap this up. What are you the most excited about in the year ahead? Who wants to start? Maybe Amanda. Sure thing. Well, I think we are off to a fantastic start. Like, you know, Vera and Mike and Abby have have talked about one thing that is is my role a little bit in the company is, you know, planning for what's down the road, making sure that we have all of the insurances and licenses and approvals and all that kind of stuff stacked up. So when we're ready to deploy in whatever space we want to, we can go in that direction. So one of the things I'm most excited to see is having our product move forward. And Brella is, I think, unique in this space because we're not just a distribution company. We are not just a product and insurance product inventor or designing product and setting it forth in the world. We are not just a third-party administrator. We are not just a, you know insurance company taking on risk. 
but we are the whole end-to-end life cycle of the product, which really helps us drive value to the consumer, to our partners through all of those through all the parts of the insurance life cycle. We're not focused on one specific part, but we have the capability through the way we're set up as an organization to drive value to the consumer, to all of our partners, all the way through the insurance value chain. So I'm really excited to watch this bloom over the coming you know, months and years. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Maybe I can hop in here, Laura. You know, our mission is to make sure that when you have health distress, it doesn't result in financial distress. And really what that comes down to at the end of the day is helping people when they really need help. And maybe excited is the wrong way to describe it, but I'm certainly inspired and I know we'll be gratified a year from now to look back at the sheer number of people we would have helped. I mean, that's, that's why we're doing all of this at the end of it, that that's um, our purpose. So that, that to me is a big deal. And, and, expanding nationally, which we've talked about here a couple of times, you know, Brella is going to be available across this entire country before we know it. And that just means that that we can help people wherever they are. And to me, that that's really exciting. Yeah. Abby, what about you? Continuing to build, I think, on top of what we've already built. You know, when I think about how far we've come, you know, one year under our belt is an awesome milestone and so much has been accomplished. But in other ways, it's also just the beginning. It's only year one. And I think there's a lot more to do. And I'm super excited to continue you know, on the path that we are on, continue to enhance the experience for both members and employers across all aspects of our journey. I think um, we're going to do some pretty cool things this year. Mike, bring us home. Yeah. You know, I have enjoyed over my career having a chance to, you know, help build sales organizations and, and teams to, to go to market and tell the story. And what I am most excited about by far over the next year is building the sales organization that will allow us to, to sort of execute and, and do the things in market that we all just talked about. And, and whether that's, you know, talented sales individuals in market or business development or sales operations, you know, the, the structure that will allow us to take advantage of this national expansion is really uh, pretty exciting for me. And, you know, teaser, we're getting ready to uh, complete that team for the back half of this year, which is uh, really, really terrific. And then I think the other piece uh, to that is beginning to see some of our strategic distribution partnerships unfold. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, our product can be deployed in so many different ways. And, the willingness from you know partners to get more strategic and get a little deeper in how our organizations or how our teams or or you know how our partners can go to market and, and do that tell that story together is is really pretty awesome. So great stuff happening there. I can't wait to see it come to fruition. I love it. You know, if I were to answer the question, I I'm just like excited to keep going. And the funny thing is, you know, after the sprint that we've just done, we should be, we should be winded. We should be, you know, catching our breath for a second. And, you know, in a startup, there's never really time to do that. And I'm just so impressed by the, the energy, the motivation, the hunger on the team to get to the next win, to realize that next product that, you know, that we've been working on for months and watching it launch. And 
I just think that's a testament to all of the the health of our culture, to the strength and passion of our team. It's really exciting to be here, and I hope it's it's something that you know comes across here in a way that that is inclusive, that really invites partners, brokers, employers, employee members to to come be part of this tribe that we're building, and to come help us fulfill this mission to build a world where health hardships don't lead to financial burdens. So it's it's a real honor. And and so, you know, I'd be remiss in wrapping this episode up if I didn't really profusely thank each of you. I know firsthand the the hours, the expertise, the energy that you're bringing to this organization, and it's unreal. And so we would not be where we are without Veer and his leadership, without you know, Amanda and her product design expertise and her leadership on the insurance side without Abby and her product design genius and product leadership in, in bringing all of this to life. And also, you know, Mike and his relationship building in market and, you know, all of the partners that he interfaces with changing minds and hearts and getting to yes. Um, it, it's truly amazing to watch. And so many others on our team who are not on this call just for the sake of efficiency of the conversation, but so much amazing work happening in our concierge team in, you know, colleagues in marketing and finance and, and so many other parts of the business. So. Thank you guys. It's really an honor to do this work and we're going to keep going. So if any of you who are listening want to learn more about Brella or get involved in what we're doing, I want to encourage you to visit our website at joinbrella.com. You can also email us to get in touch at sales at joinbrella.com. Thanks for listening. Visit joinbrella.com slash podcast for notes from today's show. And if you liked the episode, share it with a colleague. This helps us spread the word. Be sure to subscribe or follow in your favorite podcast player so you don't miss our next episode. And that's a wrap. This is Laura Cave and Mike Zarillo from the Better Benefits Podcast. Thanks for listening and have a great week.